you have found the podcast of Tressler Mennonite Church. Each week we replay the sermon from our Sunday morning service so that anyone who may have missed the sermon can catch it later. We want to especially thank those of you who missed the sermon because you were working with our youngest children during the service time. The sermon was from January 16, 2022, and it was part of our annual Ebenezer service. This morning we are focusing on uh, hope in the midst of the difficulties of life. We've heard some of these things, we've, and I've heard uh, faith, hope, trust mentioned a lot uh, so far this morning uh, in the songs that we sang, in uh, the testimonies that we have shared uh, so far. And so that's kind of what I'd like to look at a little bit this morning. But we don't have to look too, uh, too far to find hurting people uh, in this sin-filled world that we live in. Uh, many here have lost loved ones over the last couple years. Many have experienced illnesses in themselves or in loved ones. COVID has everyone on edge as we navigate all the opinions on how we should live our lives uh, during these times. And the list of struggles that we face is long. Um, mental illness, struggle, struggling relationships within our families, husbands, wives, parents, children, uh, within our church, with co-workers, uh, wherever it is we, we struggle. Uh, just this week, Joel and Laura uh, saw a young man overdose right in the parking lot there at Royal Farms in Greenwood. And we, um, I mean, we don't have to look far. We hear of devastating storms and hunger and famine and homelessness, and the list goes on and on. But I don't need to focus on the bad. We know that that is real. And I believe we all constantly have something in our lives that is a struggle. Obviously, it's at varying degrees of severity, but there's always a struggle uh, nonetheless. So what I'd like to focus on a little bit this morning is how do we walk through these difficult times in our lives? And as you see on your screens there, uh, I'm going to be looking at Lamentations chapter 3. That might seem a little bit of an odd place to look at in a, in a service where we pray uh, of praise. But um, I think Lamentations 3 gives us some valuable insight into how to do this. You remember Lamentations was written after King Nebuchadnezzar had come and destroyed Jerusalem and taken many of its residents away into captivity. And it's basically five funeral dirges or, or palms showing the grief and the pain of God's chosen people that were really in the middle of a very painful and very bleak situation. So in chapter 3, we see a progression of three things that we can take as an example as we walk through the difficult times in our own lives. In verses 1 to 20, the author acknowledges his pain and his suffering. He knows that it's a result of Israel's sin and rebellion, but he laments the harshness of God's discipline and the pain and the suffering that he personally and the nation of Israel were going through. And he begins this chapter, this lament, by saying, I am the one who has seen the afflictions that come from the rod of the Lord's anger. He has led me into darkness, shutting out all light. He has turned his hand against me again and again, all day long. He has made my skin and flesh grow old. He has broken my bones. He has besieged and surrounded me with anguish and distress. 
He has buried me in a dark place like those long dead. He has walled me in and I cannot escape. He has bound me in heavy chains. And he continues going on like this for another 13 verses, agonizing over his situation. And it's, it's real. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it'd be hard to find uh, any ray of hope or any happiness in that. So as we walk through these, whatever situation that we find ourselves in, we need to acknowledge and realize that this sin-filled world is full of struggles. Sometimes it is God's discipline. Sometimes it's just the result of being in a sinful world. Uh, A sinful world, and that is what we as humans chose when we rejected God and followed Satan. But I want you to know it's okay to cry out to God in the middle of our pain. Scripture is full of examples of men and women questioning God as to why I'm going through this. So the pain is real. Sometimes it goes on and on and on. And there seems like there's no hope in sight. But there is. The thing that has fascinated me about uh, this, this chapter is that the, uh, the poet finishes out his section, uh, this section of lament and, and, and questioning God and asking why in verses 19 and 20 by saying, The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. But then the exciting thing happens, and he follows it up with this. He says, Yet I still dare to hope. When I remember this, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Again, I'd like to repeat those first couple of verses that come at the end of, of uh, Jeremiah saying just how devastating, how terrible it is. Words can't describe what I'm saying. He says, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. <clears throat> In the midst of his intense suffering, Jeremiah remembered God. He looked back at the centuries, to the centuries of God's faithfulness, and he found hope in that. Yesterday, during our men's breakfast, we watched a very, a very powerful sermon from Job's life. And I'd recommend watching it. I asked Les if he could post it up on our Facebook page. So uh, at some point, if you see it there, uh, take a look at it if you'd like. Um, I would recommend it. But the speaker's point was that, as we know, Job was in the middle of a ton of hurt. Everything was taken from him. All was lost. And Job cries out to God and he questions him and he demands that God explain himself. And what was God's response? He simply reminded Job of who he was, of who God was. He reminded him of his power, of his glory, his righteousness, his love. And finally, Job came to the realization in the the middle of his pain 
Um, he, he came to this realization. He, he, he understood better who God was. And it, it all happened in the middle of his pain. It didn't happen after he got his stuff back. It happened while he still had the boils on him, while he was still grieving the loss of his children, while he was still hearing his uh, friends and their, their bad advice. It all happened in the middle of that. Jeremiah pens these words in the middle of his pain as well. And he never got his stuff back. He didn't get to see the captives released and the walls rebuilt in Jerusalem. He died long before all that happened. So this is not a formula of how to get rid of our suffering. This is how we get through it. Jeremiah remembered who God was and is and what he had done in the past, and that alone was enough to give him hope. He knew that he would probably not live long enough to see the end of the captivity. He knew God had revealed to him how long it would last. But he knew that God was faithful to his word. He knew he was faithful to his plan, and that was enough. He knew that the light at the end of the tunnel was real, and it was glorious, and that even though he may not see the end of his suffering, that was what he needed to carry on. Sorry. He knew that the light at the end of the tunnel was real and it was glorious, and that even though he may not see the end of his suffering until after his earthly life was over, he found hope and the strength that he needed to carry on. So what can we take from this section to help us in our struggles? It's simply to know God. Job said after, he answer, after God answered him by reminding him of his greatness, Job said, in times past I have heard about who you are, but now my eyes have seen you. In order, and in order for us to remember God and his goodness and his faithfulness, we have to know him first. We have to be in relationship with him. So my challenge my, for us today is to drive a stake right here, right now. Set up a monument in your life. And when those times of trouble come, you know that you know a bigger God, a God that's bigger than all your problems, a God that's bigger than all your pain, and that he is faithful and true. And find hope and peace in that. Too often we put our hopes into unreliable things. We put them into money, into people, into whatever it is. But let's remember God's greatness and put our hope in Him, the only reliable place to put our hope and trust. So finally, after the poet acknowledges his pain and suffering, he remembers God's goodness and faithfulness. And so he places his hope in Him, and then finally he calls out to God. In verses 55 to 57 he says, But I called on your name, Lord, from deep within the pit. You heard me when I cry, when I cried, listen to my pleading, hear my cry for help. Yes, you came when I called. You told me do not fear. Sometimes God delivers us from the pit, but sometimes he doesn't. You know, that's a pretty hard pill to swallow right there. Sometimes 
the situation that we're going in, that we're in, the middle of, we will be in until we die. That's, that's hard. For me, I like to know that when I come to this realization that God is going to help me and I think that I learn what God has taught me, then I say, okay, let's get me out of the situation, God. That isn't really promised to us. So sometimes he delivers us out of the pit, but I can, and sometimes he does not, but I can confidently say that he will always be in the pit with us. And even though we may not see him, we might not hear his voice, and we might not even feel his presence, we can know with complete confidence that he is there. So my challenge to myself and to all of us today is to first acknowledge the struggles that we are in. Don't pretend they don't exist. Don't fall into the myth that they will never happen to you. But second, know God. Be in good relationship with him. Not in order to be exempt from the suffering, but so that when we are in the middle of life's storms, we can remember his faithfulness and we can remember his goodness. Know how great and big the God who loves us really is. And then third, call out to him in times of our pain. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you, first of all, for who you are. Lord, that you are so big that we can not even fathom you. Your greatness is so good, so perfect. Lord, I just uh, thank you for your word that reveals that to us. I thank you for the experiences in life that you give to us that, uh, that confirms that in our hearts and in our minds. Lord, I thank you that uh, we can know that even in the midst of this suffering that we may be going through right now, in whatever degree that it might be, that in the end your plan is perfect, that we will have the opportunity to spend eternity with you. And Lord, I just pray that that in and of itself will give us the hope and the peace uh, that we need as we walk through this life. Lord, I pray for each of us here that, that may be struggling, and I just pray that uh, we can find our encouragement in you. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to the Tressler Mennonite Sermon from January 16, 2022. Take care.